They're going to stand up here and they ain't going to be able to sit down. You know, I, I was sitting there. I quickly had the vision of the parking lot outside that people, either they got out their car to come in or when church was over, I can't tell, they went to their car, but they couldn't get in. They were just standing up or sitting on the side of their car. You know, like he's just, he's just sitting there <laughs> like maybe you didn't faint or something. And then I saw, it's like the the police, <laughs> everybody coming to find out well, what's happening. The news showed up and found all these people drunk in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Some of them just fainted, and they just stayed there, and nobody could figure out what was going on until we told them what was, and the news came. That's amazing, huh? While he was speaking, I was sitting there, there and I saw that. I see people sitting up just, like I said, I don't know whether the church was over or they were trying to come in, and they just sit on the side of their car. They just, I mean, you know where the door, you open the door, and they're just sitting there. Some of them just stand, they can't move. That's a demonstration of the move of God. And a lot of times we have uh, thinking that God is forgotten about us or God is not, you know, you have to get a certain way for God to move. Truly, uh, God have to have a vessel that he can move through to um, display his goodness, who he is. But uh, God just need one somebody to activate that, that power, amen? And then all the rest of us will get in on it. You know, if you're smart enough, you know, you'll yield to that power. Because... Uh, uh, I believe one of the things that's going to happen here before the rapture take place, I believe the church is going to leave here healthy, wealthy, strong. I believe you're going to experience that before that day comes. But it's going to be such a perfection of God's glory on people. I think that's when the rapture is going to take place. I can't tell you when that's going to happen. But I just think that the rapture will take place in a moment that no matter what is on the earth, you're going to be in victory. Amen? You're going to be in victory. And that's the key. The church is not going to leave out uh, what a fear are just barely making it. The church going to leave out occupied. You know what I mean by occupying? That means we're going to hold down the fort. We're going to lock in and we're going to keep the devil where Jesus already put him and we're just going to keep on, when we say occupy, we're going to see people by the millions come into the kingdom. Not only just come in, but we're going to see a mighty warrior of people on the earth demonstrating the glory of God. The church will have to be raptured out for the Antichrist to be revealed. That's just how much victorious we're going to be. The absence of the church is when the Antichrist will show up. Now, he, he's, he is alive now. He just don't know he's the Antichrist. But just like the Bible said about Simon, there are signs that we can witness 
in the scripture. Not, uh, not Simon, Judah. And I think that's uh, in John chapter 13, where Jesus told him that which you do, Jesus was speaking of, he was in his, he went from being public, his public ministry was going into private ministry because he was preparing himself for death to become the, the lamb of the world, the sacrifice of the world. And I think in John chapter 13, let's see, can I find that, that Jesus, and this was preparing for the Last Supper. Out of fact, I'm going to get y'all to take communion with me today. And he was preparing. Did y'all find that? Oh, yeah. Notice this. Uh, uh, and, and let's see here. Uh, that, and you got the right verse, too. Let's see. I want you to go back a little bit. Um, to verse 18. Um, um, Na se ke esha la bagina oramadise. Go back to verse 1 and, and look at this. <clears throat> I want you, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with you. I'm just going to. But I want you to see this because this is going to be in, in a manner to where the church is not going to leave the earth whipped. We're going to leave the earth triumphant. Okay? Remember the theme of this year is 1 John 5, 4, whatsoever is born of God, whosoever is born of God overcome the world, and this is the victory that overcome the world. It is what? Our faith. The faith that we have is Jesus' faith. So how can we fail? How can we, how can we lose? How can we struggle with that faith? That faith has already been tried. It's already been proven. We will be tried in our hearts so, uh, so that we don't quit. So we have, the equipment, we have the equipment, but we may lack knowledge. We may lack understanding for a period of time, but that's why we're in church. That's why we have a building. That all the, you have a place set aside for people to grow spiritually. Why? So when the time come, and the time is here, the day is here that you're going to have to stand up for the faith of Christ. You're going to have to stand up and be counted for Amen? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to stand up and be counted for Brother George. We're going to have to stand up and be counted for Brother. Brother Joe, I might have your fishing pole, but we're going to have to stand up and be counted for. <laughs> Amen. It said, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come. You see that? Think about it. He knew. How did he know that? The Father had to put it in him. Everything about God is divine. It's a divine setup. And we are, we, are, we, are, we are approaching in that final hour. It's like we're on a spiritual runway. And we are approaching that final hour to, re, to be like droplets of rain. You know how rain just, it don't come down all that, Starts to drizzle, and then the intensity of it picks up as a cloud or whatever. That's what we are. We, go, we are intensifying on the earth. We are intensifying the glory of God. Not the wrath, the glory. <laughs> Not the wrath, the glory. Can you say that? Not the wrath, but the glory. That's what God wants to display itself. Oh my, something come out just a moment ago, didn't it? The glory of God. The glory of God. And notice this. <clears throat> it said, Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father. Having loved, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. My God. And you know, all them boys had some issues. 
but he loved him to the end. Is that right? Why? Because he was displaying the Father's love. Is that right? And and supper be, being ended, the devil having now put in the heart of Judah a scarlet, or chariot, or what, how you pronounce it? Carrot? Iscarot, Simon, son, to betray him. Now think about it. It was not there. His betrayer didn't come about until the hour that Jesus knew that he was that he was to be that he was to die. This man walked with Jesus three years or three and a half years. And Jesus knew it, but he showed no partiality to him. Remember what the scripture said? Go, go back to the verse 2. What did it say? No, go back to verse 1. He loved them until the end. Them mean him too. Right? All right, go back to verse 3. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things where? Into his hand. Let me start by kiss there. If he gave it to Jesus, now we are the representatives of Jesus. It's given into our hand. Not to know the end. But to triumph, to his end was our beginning. To do what? To display what he, what the Father had instilled from the foundation of the world. He came and in, to reinstate what the first Adam let God away. Right? And that he was to come from God. And he went to God. Watch this. He come, that's the Trinity right there. You see, Jehovah Witnesses, here's their problem. They believe in Jesus, but here's what they don't believe. They don't believe that Jesus is God. Nor do they believe that they can go to heaven by receiving him. So they put a lot of work, a lot of effort, and yet they don't, there's no guarantee. They don't have no guarantee that they will go to heaven. Nor do they believe that Jesus is God. There's a lot of religions out here. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? So we're here to break up the follow ground. We're here to break up tradition and religiosity. The devil's a lie. Those people love God, but they're blinded. There have to be an act of God's demonstration of love and power to break the yoke off their neck. He risen from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and what? Girded himself. That means to do that, that means he became a servant. That's what we are in the body of Christ. We are men of God, women of God. We are servants. We, we, we build the foundation of you guys. You the house of God. We that foundation. We make ourselves that bond servant to do what to come up under you to make sure that the best of you can shine. Amen? Amen? And that's what this is saying here. That's what he did. He took his towel and he served because that's what we are called to do. Preachers are not called. We're not called to, we're not called to be uh, 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 orators or uh, charisma speaking. Or, uh, you, I, you know, we do need to kind of speak right, but, you know, I'm just from South Baton Rouge. That, you, that, that's the best he's going to get. Amen? <laughs> But, 
But you understand what I'm saying. We're not, we not out here to be pretty boys or pretty girls. That's not what we call to do. Huh? No, we call to do what? Display this glory. Amen? To undergird you, whatever that need, whatever that look like, so that Christ can be alive in you, that you won't quit. That's why he have to be him that call you. Amen? Yeah. Next first, Zach. And after he had poured water into a basin and begun to wash the disciples' feet, he wiped them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Keep going. Then cometh to, come he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus, answered, and Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do, thou knowest not now. Why? Because it's, it's kept away from them. But thou shalt know hereafter is to serve. And Peter said to him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And what Jesus asked him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part. Uh, we talk about servanthood, or servitude. Hmm? We're not talking about being flamboyant. We're not talking about being, you know, see, we, we're talking about being a servant. Hmm? We want everything full of ease. We don't want no trouble. We don't want no distraction. Look, we live a life where distraction is. We bring forth the peace to where the trouble is. Amen. Yeah. We're the peacemakers. I get one amen, yo. Am I talking to the right people? <laughs> We're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Then, I mean, think about think about Jesus said in First John three eight. He said, "I was manifested by the Father for this purpose." To undo the work the devil did. That's what we're here. We're here to keep alive the works that Jesus put under his feet. We're here to remind the devil. Amen. Your works have been done, undone. Loose them. Let them go. Right? <laughs> And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hand and my head. And Jesus said to him, he that is washed needed not uh, save to wash his feet, but he is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. Uh-oh. Not all. He's talking about Judah. See, this is not Jesus dealing with the feet. He's dealing with the heart. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? The feet just an outward representation of what he's using to show you the heart. Hmm? Now, Peter didn't, I mean, Peter can't, Peter later on in the same chapter denied him. Hmm? Peter denied him, Judah betrayed him. Next verse, Zach. For he knew who would betray him. Look at that. And therefore said he, You are not, you are not all clean. Listen to me. When you learn to live the life as a true believer, the Holy Ghost, as you mature, he'll show you who's with you and who's not. 
But he don't show you that to be, to, to, to be disrespectful to them. He don't show you them to shun them. If that's the case, he'll never let you see it because you're not ready. You, you could injure people. We're not God. No. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and set and, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Next verse. You call me master and Lord. And you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed or served you, ye ought to also serve one another. That's what the washing of the feet is, is to serve. Amen? For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Their attitudes were bad. They didn't like each other. There was division amongst them. And yet Jesus loved them. He said, now the same love I had towards you, I want you to put toward everyone else. I don't want you to show no partiality. I don't want you to have no favoritism. I want you to serve me, Jesus said. I want you to be my disciple. Amen. And verily, verily, I say unto you that the servant is not greater than his Lord. The servant is not greater than his Lord. The servant is not greater than his Lord. Then we need to we need to stop all of these this facade. We need to stop all of this false humility. We need to stop all of this whatever we're trying to do in ourselves and begin. If the if the servant is not greater than his Lord, his Lord did what? He came to serve. He came to give his life. We are called to give our life because we chose him. Amen. He chose us from the foundation of the world, but by the act of our will and the act of the by hearing the word of faith, we say, Lord, we want you. We choose you. Say, okay, now that you've chosen me, now become my servant. I, want, I need you to be a servant. I need you to serve like you saw me serve. I need you to serve where I show you. He said, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither is he that sent greater than he that sent him. Jesus said, I'm not greater than my father. Amen. And if ye know these things, happy are ye and do them. I speak not uh, of you all. I know whom I've chosen. Wow. I know whom I've chosen. But that the scripture might be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me and lift his, his heel against me. These heel, that means inside his, 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 his demeanor, his it was already in him. But the goodness of God, the call of God suppressed it. They're going to tell you the devil don't have no power or no way of acting through nobody unless God let it. Hmm? Is that the next verse? Now I'll tell you before it come. That when it has come to pass, you might believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say to you, he that received whosoever I sin, receiveth me. Not who you think. He said, whom, whom, whomsoever I sin, receive me. Very, very, I say to you, very, very, me, this is important. Listen. 
Pay attention to this, he said. That's what this really means in the Greek. When they say verily, verily, it means surely, surely, this is real. This is something that you don't need to let escape your hearing. I say to you, he that receiveth whomever I send, receiveth me. Sometimes we don't like the package the way it comes. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Uh, and when Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say to you that one of you shall betray me. Did you hear that? He knew that. He was, he was, notice that he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, I say to you that one of you shall betray. Now he know the one. That's why the love of God is not a, it's not a feeling. It's a decision. And that decision can only come from a relationship of the one of whom it derives from. You understand that? That's right. Why? Because that love is the Father's plan from the foundation of the world to display himself to all humanity to give you an opportunity to choose him. Even though you cuss him, you damn him, you ram him, you whatever, he giving you the opportunity. That love don't make you. In other words, I'm not going to make you serve me. I'm not going to create no harsh scenery for you to serve me. I'm not going to corner you to make you serve me. Because now I'm violating your will. You have to choose it. You have to want to. And when you want to, then the Holy Spirit begin to do the work of God in your heart so that he can, he can make you ready for the Father's use. You see, Satan has principalities and power that has been assigned like drill sergeants to demon spirits to harass you and I to keep us from walking in the spirit. But we have the Holy Ghost in the same way. He's not a drill sergeant. But in a manner we can put it, a drill sergeant is to do what is to prepare you for where you're going. To prepare you to be, like they say, army strong. You may be strong, but we want to make you army strong. Or Marine, or Navy, or Air Force. What does that mean? I'm taking you out of civilian life and I'm putting you into a life that where you only answer to me. Well, we got two guys that have been in the military, right? Well, we know we got several, y'all, right? Took you out of civilian life, right? And you became the property of who? Whatever branch you serve, right? Did you, did you have any say-so? Did you lose your say-so? Yeah, you became the government, the property of the government or what? Right? Well, we become the property of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. So you ain't got, well, I know it's not good, but here it comes. You ain't got no rice. 
A dead man is, is how many rights do a dead man have? You don't have none. So the life that you're partaking of right now is what he give you. Hmm? Is that right? I mean, people that's incarcerated. They don't have no life. The only life they give is what that prisoner has to offer. Right? Well, we are prisoners of Christ. That's why we don't, you don't, we don't, you know, as you grow in him, you come to the place where I don't live my life for me no more. I live my life for him. And you do it out of a love. You're not doing it out of a duty. You're doing it out of a love. Because you begin to understand the power of the resurrection, the power that went, the power that, that set you free, the power that God used his own son or his own self become a human being without supernatural uh, 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 help. He endured it as a man in power with the Holy Ghost the same way as you and I. That's what you have. Glory. Then the disciples look one to another, doubting of whom he spoke. Now that was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, and that one is John, whom Jesus loved. That's John said that. Now that's enough to make you mad. Well, well, what are we? So if Jesus Jesus don't love you, what well, well, why are we here? So, so y'all know y'all know the attitude you can get, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, okay, keep going, Zach. And Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. So Peter said to John. Since you're the one that Jesus loved, ask him. Who it is that could? <laughs> and he lying on Jesus' breath said unto him, Lord, who is it? Look at that. He went, I would have never asked. Yes, sir, I would have never asked. I would have told Peter, you ask him. And Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sop. And when, when I have dipped it, and when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judah, Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, what happened? See that? You see when he entered in? He already was a rascal because he was stealing the money out the treasure. Okay? But notice this, his betrayal didn't happen. The, to betray Jesus didn't take place until the right time. The rapture is only... In the mind of the Father, not even Jesus know the hour, but he gave us signs what will take place on the earth of letting us know how close we are to the end. But he tell you, be be a good cheer. I've already overcome the world, so you're going to be triumphant. You're going to be occupied. Huh? I think it's going to be some danger, but I think because of, because of our love and our walk, it'll be almost just like we didn't even know that these things were going on. Before you know it, you find yourself right in the face of Jesus. But we were occupying until he come. Occupy me, I'm going to be busy about my father's work. 
Some could be, it could be very excruciating because you could be living in the flesh. You could be dealing with things and not knowing how to deal with it, and it could be very painful. To some, it could be very sorrowful. For some, it could be, Lord, hurry up and come. But then for some of us, it would be, we are just walking through, you know, like your machete, like a machete or like a cane knife. Y'all know what a cane knife is? Some of y'all don't know what a cane knife is. You know, we take a cane knife and we should cut down weed to make your path. We be cutting down the devil, the works of the devil, just like that. Occupying to Jesus come, taking territory. Whatever ground he thought that he had a right to, he don't have a right to no ground. Because he didn't create the earth. He didn't create nothing. Amen? And notice what Jesus said to him. That thou do it, do quickly. He could not do what he needed to do until Jesus gave the word. Watch this. And no man at the table knew for what intent he spake unto this. He spake this unto him. They They didn't know. For some thought, because Judah had the bag that Jesus had, sent, had said to him, buy those things which we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Can you see? If the eyes of your imagination or the eyes of your heart is not enlightened, you won't know. Now, Peter's right here had a revelation about who Jesus was. Hmm? In Matthew 6, he had a revelation. That go to show you, you don't, you can't, if the Holy Ghost don't give you light, don't give you sight, you won't know. That's why you should never utter anything out your mouth that you don't have no scriptural facts for. Hmm? And he, then having received the sop, went immediately out and it was night. And therefore, when he was going out, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified. Why? Because he knew that his hour had come to bring honor to his Father by releasing Simon, I mean, uh, what's his name? Judah, to betray him. Why? Because Jesus knew once he made his, once he took the stand, there's no turning back. And God is glorified in him. Keep going. And if God be glorified in him, God should also glorify him in himself. And he shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you and you shall seek me. And as I said to the the Jews... Whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I've loved you, that you also what? Love one another. Is that right? And by this, by this shall all men know that ye are what? My disciples. And if you have love one to another, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither thou should go? Whither thou go? Jesus answered him, Where I go, thou cannot follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. See, he's talking about after he has obeyed the Father and was risen three days later. Hallelujah, we in that third day. Glory to God. Amen. Next verse, that. And Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot we follow thee now? I will lay down my... No, look at this. He didn't... His, his, his heart, his word was sincere, but he didn't know what was in his heart. This is why Jesus... He said, later, why? He didn't know what needed to be purified. He didn't know his heart needed to be purified. He didn't know what was in there. He didn't know he had some cowardice in there. He didn't know that. 
his boldness to act and to say because Jesus was with him. He was drawing from that anointing. You know when you, know, when you draw him from someone that's with you? Well, you can be bold because he's right there. But let them be out of you, away from you. Look. Next verse, say. And Jesus answered him, and we're going to finish this up. Will thou lay down your life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock should not crow. How did he get here? It is again. Jesus got what? Insight. Right? It's like he already knows what's in Peter's heart. It's like a word of knowledge. Thou has not noticed it until thou has denied me thrice. He already got insight. Well, look at it. Next verse. Look at Peter. Is this it? He said, well, thou not. Oh, huh? Oh, the 14th chapter? Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go to Luke. I'm going to finish this up. Luke. And only got a couple minutes. And look at um, same story. Um, let's see here. What? Uh, uh, somebody help me. The same story about uh, Jesus, Peter denying Jesus, and. I think it's Luke 22. Let's see here. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, go to uh, verse 54 of Peter, I mean Luke 22. And look here at verse, uh, look at verse 47 for a moment. Peter, I mean, Judah betrayed him, and look when he come to Jesus. That's why you got to put all these parables together. He said, yet while he spake, behold, a multitude that was called, now remember, called Judah, one of the twelve went before, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. What did he do? He was betraying Jesus with what? A kiss. Watch this. Keep going, Zach. And when they, notice it, when they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with a sword? Right? Now, now, uh, this one, this one, this one doesn't show this, but we're going to stick with this. It's in John. When they, when they said, who you seek? They said, Jesus. Now, remember they came to him? Same story. This was about anywhere between three to six hundred men that night came from one person in that garden. That Peter, I mean that uh, Judah had betrayed Jesus. Three to six hundred men came that night to get him. When he, now Luke said he betrayed me with a kiss because he said, and you'll see it in Luke's account, I mean John's account, the one that be, uh, whom I kiss. And that's why Jesus even spoke. And then they said, Jesus said, who are you looking for? I got to show you that. John, uh, I think it's John 19. Y'all help me. John 18 and uh, 
What verse is it? Right here. Uh, is it uh, uh, the betrayal in John 18, chapter 18? And look at this. In verse 8, I think. And Jesus answered, I mean, now this is at his betrayal. Well, we've got to start at verse 1 because it's the first few verses. Notice this. When Jesus had spoken, uh, John 18, 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciple over the brook of Cedron, where was the garden into which he entered and his disciples and Judah also, which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus often time resorted there to what? With his disciples. See, he knew where he was going. Watch this. And Judah then having received a band of men. This is what I'm saying. This was anywhere between three to 600. It could be more. But a band, to have a band of men, it's not like a few. It's not like it's five. It's like it's ten. No, this was hundreds of men. Okay, so uh, someone to look up to make sure I'm right. A band, a man. See how it is. Is it? It's anywhere between three to six hundred. And notice this: and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisee that come in here with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Look, this is what they came to get him with. Keep going, Zach. And Jesus, therefore, here we go. This is what I want you to see. Nor all things that shall come unto him. Upon him. He went forth and said unto them. Look what he did. He went forth. He said, whom seek ye? Watch this. And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Watch this. Oh. And Jesus said unto them, I am he. When he said that, all 300, 600, whatever, man, they all fell backwards. They came to arrest him. It's 600. This is how many people, this is how many that night came to get him. And when he said, I am he, because this is God. They all went backwards. This is why they couldn't take his life. He had to give it. He had to lay his life down. They didn't have the power. This is of an act of his own will for you and I. That's why when you understand in whom you're serving, you are willing to lay things off of your life. You're willing to, you are willing to uh, 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 take this away, take that away. Why? Because you're beginning to have more and more understanding. That love is increasing. 600 men come that night. And when he said, I am he and Judah also, which betrayed him, stood with them. Keep going, Zach. And as soon as they as he had said unto them, I am he. You see what they happened? They went backwards and fell to the ground. All 600 of them. With lanterns, weapons, they fell to the ground when he said, I am he. I'm I'm trying to tell you that's what's inside of you now. I am he is in you now. He's living in you. The spirit of him is living in you and I. And then they asked him again, who seek ye? And Jesus said, Jesus, they say, Jesus of Nazareth. Keep going. And Jesus answered, I told you <laughs> that I am he. And if therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. Did you hear that? Let these go their way. 
the disciples. I'm the one you're looking for. I'm the one you call out for. And Jesus answered, oh, next verse. And that of the same might be fulfilled which he spake of them, which thou gave it me, I have lost none but the son of perdition. That was Judah. He lost none. Next verse, one more. And then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it out. He smoked the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. And the servant's name was, what is it, Malcolm? Keep going. Look with Jesus. Right here in the midst of they get ready. They come and get you. They get ready to take you. Look what Jesus did. Peter, put up your sword into your sheep. The cup which my father has given me. The cup. He said, shall I not drink of it? Oh, Jesus. And then the band and the captain and the officers and the Jews took Jesus and bound him. Keep going. And he led him away to Anna first, for he was the father of the law, to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now, one or the other, he picked the ear up and put it back. That's why you got to read all the the, the, the four Gospels to get the, because some leaves things out. He took his ear up and put it back on that. Jesus, knowing that they come to, they come to get him. But he told Peter, put up your sword. And that's why he said, hey, this is my hour. This is what I came to do. I came to die. I come to give. That's why I say, you can't go where I'm going now. You don't know what I'm getting ready to do, but you will. Did you get anything out of this today? Yeah. 